Welcome to Pot is Killing Me, episode 14, Dead Again, part two. Today we'll be getting into the actual album. We'll be covering the songs, uh, giving our our take on it, and, you know, hopefully having some fun along the way. But <laughs> um, How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing good, man. I'm all pumped up and ready for this one. Good. You better be, because this is... <laughs> This is the last one, so we better deliver the goods here. <laughs> <laughs> All hail and farewell to podcasts. <laughs> um, so maybe we should just jump right into it. The first, hell yeah, first song, the title track, "Dead Again." typos up tempo hardcore songs 100 percent could not agree with you more on that yeah um it's one of their catchiest choruses like with with kenny's little arpeggio and just it's just so fun to sing along to but it starts out with just that big heavy doom riff you know when i i remember when i put this on i was like okay sounds like typo negative like the first time i listened to it and then all of a sudden it speeds up and i was like okay wait they're starting out in this mode again, um, but this one immediately grabbed me way more than I Don't Want to Be Me or honestly any of their other hardcore songs. <laughs> you didn't like, you like this more than I like Goyles? <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit. I mean, yeah. <laughs> l- l- lyrically, it's not quite as profound, but. Um, <laughs> you know, it's interesting that this the song turned out sounding like this because, well, we have an earlier version of That's this. That's right, yeah. I, I heard you uh, toiling away in the vault at, yes, exactly. at, just, some, they, at just ungodly hours for like the whole oh, yeah. last week. Just all kinds of sound coming from down there. So what did you find? Well, I, we found an early demo version of this, which is quite different. But this seemed to be something of more of a... Um, best way to put it is it's almost like he was kind of going through like a doobie brothers phase or like something along those lines. It's kind of got a little bit of a yacht rock feel, but lyrically it's just as bleak has almost the same exact message as the final lyrics. It's just um, a little slower and uh, equally as judgmental as the final piece. Uh, We can play a little bit of that right here. Wow, that's 
that's kind of a revelation honestly that that just goes to show you even even at in the throes of addiction at a really low point in his life peter still had that creative fire burning within him um, yeah that's and, 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 I, I i much prefer the album version but that was honestly really good i'd maybe that's the direction they would have headed with the next album if peter had lived I, I kind of think so. I mean, because well, we all know that, like, whenever you're really zonked out of your mind on God knows what substance, that what a fool believes is usually the great way to bring you back to Earth. Oh, so, yeah. who knows? Yeah. He, he probably was hearing that on loop or Hall and Oates' Kiss on My Lips, which I always want to say something else with that, but you know, because <laughs> your kiss, your kiss is on my. And then just a big beep. <laughs> yeah. Fill in the blank. There's a lot of stuff yeah. that could go there. Oh yeah, you could say anything, but I just kind of like the idea of like them both of them like like goofily <laughs> dancing the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I fucking love that song, and it is funny because you say the starts the big minute and a half slow doom intro. I think is a theme for about at least half of this album. <laughs> yeah. Every song I've, I've made a note: big slow doom riff. A minute twenty-seven, so you know, like a minute forty-three. You know, it's yeah. like, but it shifts gears about a minute in. Um, it's yeah, it's it's kind of funny because I've seen it referenced once by people, and it makes total sense that it feels almost like a like a misfits pastiche. And I think okay. maybe the biggest yeah. reason you think that is hardcore plus Peter's vocals. You know, you right. can kind of conjure a bit of a Danzig to that. Yeah, but what I think it actually reminds me of, like immediately, the first thing I thought of when I ever heard this was um. The Damned, I thought of the song Ignition, or Ignite, um, which is like a, the amazing opener as well from um, the album Strawberries. Is there any chance we could maybe put a little bit of that in here? if we do then when you have them back to you'll totally hear it that's actually the song that got the first two episodes taken down but no, was it oh yeah, yeah it was the the damned are notoriously I'll, I'll litigious cut, i'll cut that out um yeah yeah I'll, I'll plug some in there but sorry go ahead <laughs> i would say his voice is like sounds really yeah you're right the chorus i love his voice in the chorus it's like so fucking addicting to sing to, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's a it's a kind of a poetic coincidence. It's addicting to sing it because Peter, of course, is singing about being an addict. Uh, yeah. The whole album's theme seemed to be, I think, more bleak uh, than even World Coming Down because um, it feels this feels more like a dead end hitting in terms of like like lyrically themes for, for them. Uh, whereas uh, World Coming Down kind of felt like a, an attempt to try to fight darkness, this felt more like a sad resignation. <laughs> like, yeah, I am this. Yeah, you know what? Just don't follow me down this road. Whereas before, right. I feel like white <clears throat> slavery was like this feeling of like, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, that makes sense. Like, put it to you this way. The Peter you saw in World Coming Down, he was still able to make TV appearances. You know, like, he was able to still be on, like, really bad top sh uh, panel shows with, like, Steven Weber. 
You know, I don't think like 2006 Peter Steele was in any shape to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, when I first heard this, I didn't know that. I thought I thought he had maybe sobered up at this point already because I know I knew that he did get sobered towards the end of his life. But yeah, so I thought I I always loved this song, but the lyrics felt a little preachy to me. But and I guess they are (laughs) preachy, but it's more of like. You know, he's still battling his demons and expressing his regret. And like, it's like he's cautioning you against following him down that path. He's not yeah. telling you like he's not telling the listener to like you need to straighten up. You know, I did it. <laughs> he's, you not, can he's, not, he's not going to hen- he's not doing <laughs> Henry Rollins at you. <laughs> um, that's what the man uses to slow you down. <laughs> um, I will say this is the first record like as the first recording we get to hear Johnny's drumming on. Yes. It's pretty pretty awesome like he has tons of cool fills and like little double bass rolls like there's kind of like a d-beat thing going on the drumming makes the entire album sound a lot more live and organic they sound a lot more like an actual band on this record yeah that is kind of true not that they sounded fake or something before but you could it it sounded a lot like guys tinkering around in the studio and like a bunch of phonies (laughs) <laughs> bunch of fucking phonies yeah. <laughs> it's not i like i'm not gonna i don't i don't think the program drums hurt anything like it's kind of an essential part of those albums but it really does change the dynamics having an actual drummer playing on there oh yeah for sure i feel like um there, there, there's just there's enough things in there now when you're hearing it you're like yeah i couldn't see this on an earlier record sounding like this yeah i was saying on the last episode how it seems like josh is absent from these early yes. songs but he's there he's just on a lot of on a lot of stuff he's more buried or maybe not even maybe sits parts out or something it sounds like yeah. sometimes but in that Doomy intro, you do get some of that like patented Josh Silver atmosphere. Yeah, of course. Like with like the choral keyboards and stuff. Yeah, there's so, a lot on every Doom intro has that in there. Yeah. So a uh, kick ass song. Like one of their best songs, I think. Yeah, it's actually definitely ranks super high for me on, on this album and overall. Um, I especially like we love the like I love that ending when it just has that it comes back that one more time. Yeah. Down, 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 which I swear to yeah. fucking God is from a classic rock song that I cannot place. I know that comes huh. from something. And if anyone can find out what that is, please tell me. It's driving me nuts. And I'll have to hear, yeah. I'll, I'll stumble upon some song randomly and go, wait, there it is. But. Until then, I can't find it. Yeah, they do stuff like that all the time, where it sounds like they're referencing, yeah, something. Where it sounds like they're they're like they're. What was I thinking of? There's a I can't remember what song on Life Is Killing Me has it, but there's like a part where it sounds like they're gonna play Iron Man. Yes, but then it just like falls apart at the end of the riff, kind of like they like they make do that it, on- like, sound like it's yeah. Oh, that happens here too, for sure. Like on this record as a whole, there's a few different times where like. You play part of the riff and then black it out and I'll sing from a different song over it and be like, yeah, that's what I feel like is supposed to happen next. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they I feel like they do that intentionally because 
Josh and Peter are such like classic rock guys. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, do you have anything else about this? No, no. All right. So <laughs> next up, we have tripping a blind man. Starts out with a big sludgy yep. doom intro, then gives way to an up tempo hardcore feel. Yes, exactly. Um, and like in this one, the pauses and transitions kind of make it sound a little bit like a handful of parts they Frankenstein together, but that's like almost like a typo negative signature. Like list like Christian Woman is like that kind yeah, of Yeah, like none of these three parts feel like they should have belonged together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But they do such a, a good job of like making it work somehow. The, these ones do feel more Frankenstein, though. I I do think that, and um, it is funny because I, I I am thinking that the records in my mind, uh, that I'm hearing like 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 Zeppelin's presence probably being the one, which is funny because just like this one, this is kind of sometimes <clears throat> referred to as their prog record because they've had multi sweet parts before, but they kind of stay within a certain lane. This is the first time, like, these things feel like they go every which way, um, if, particularly a few songs ahead, uh, where I'm like, yeah, this feels like typo negative trying to go prog. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. definitely there. Um, I was going to say, yeah, we get that Doomy Crawl. So, yeah, we, we do speed up very abruptly, um, and, and we, got, <laughs> we got the shouted kind of refrains going in there. <laughs> yeah. To me, I love when it comes in like around the 240 mark and you get that like 70s riff like there's a lot of classic rock 70s sounding riff yeah yep there's a lot of that on this it really it and it does it sounds more like they wrote this together kind of yeah definitely and i do love Um, i love that chorus too i think it sounds so kick-ass oh the yeah yeah peter sounds great it really like lifts up they do that great thing the typo negative (laughs) thing where it lifts up and like soars and kind of like yeah floats a little bit um raping a blind man (laughs) why can't it be you (laughs) Um, it's funny because lyrically everything so far on this it's only two out of two so far this one is once again incredibly bitter sounding I found a bunch of interviews yeah. of them, one of the whole band and what felt very weirdly like a perfect image to screen cap is the three of them are sitting there telling funny stories. This is around the dead again era still. And the camera has to kind of pan back a little to realize Josh is far off to the side. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he doesn't really talk. And then the other one is an interview with just him 
and he is like referencing his own sisters very negatively, which I obviously would assume that when he sobered up, that would change. But basically, like they betrayed him. You know, who the hell were they to? And it's like really mad oh, at them. Yeah, for, it's because they had him. Com- they had him fifty-one fifty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> An easy ease home for the sick. <laughs> that was the, when, it, when it was like Wars Records is called that fifty-one fifty. <laughs> so it's just the idea that Peter's in there. <laughs> it's just all like celebrities <laughs> who've all gone nuts yeah. home for the sick t-h-a <laughs> oh who the fuck are you to inside me it really does read like like he's still very bitter about everything yeah it yeah, would have been def- interesting had they, definitely hear that. if they had one more record like like after sobriety it would have been interesting to have seen like yeah. the upswing, I would hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would you would hope. Yeah, for Peter. Um, this is another great example of how having Johnny in the studio livens up the sound. Again, he's doing some really like cool stuff on the toms and stuff, like just little like off time fills and stuff. Like having a drummer for these songs really is a is a value add. A hundred percent, yeah. Maybe, maybe Johnny's Josh, presence was able okay. to fill in the void that Josh was leaving. Yeah, well, I was just gonna say Josh does deliver like some nice lush backing for that chorus, but yeah, you, know, you gotta have that otherwise it would kind of fall flat. But overall, this is another winner for me. I really like this one. I like the section. Um, there's a section here around like the four forty around the four forty mark where like the riff changes and it does that. Right? Yeah, like gallop kind of. Yeah, and it's funny because there's a riff from a Rush song that's totally that. It's the exact same. I bet you. Yeah. I bet you they like Rush. Well, yeah, I have to have, man, because I'm like, there's no way. The song is called Anthem, and it's like, there's a little goofy little moment, but as soon as that ends, like about 30 seconds into the Rush song, you hear it, and I'm like, that is almost the same riff. I swear to God. Even when the <laughs> drums kick in, you're like, no, that 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 is totally the same riff. But um, it's kind of funny. I like the uh, vocal melody of Pete when he's singing about the uh, sanitation truck that's running over an old man's dog in the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> and then it has that last part. Yeah. Where, died. 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 <laughs> yeah. Died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This it's it's a dynamic song. Like it, it does start out very similarly to Dead Again, and it's Frankenstein together, but it, it works, and it's like it goes through so many different feels. So, like, like I feel like this song and the next one to me are what I call the unwieldy beasts in the album. They're like these two malformed, like giant monster songs <laughs> that feel like they're all stitched together from parts. Yeah, it's and I mean. If you want to move on to the next one, oh, I, there I, I'm, is, I'm good wherever you are. But if you got more to say, go yeah, for it, dude. I mean, there well, there is. I'd like to introduce a new character to the show before we get to this next song, and that is Peter Steele, critic of Israel. Oh yes. <laughs> so, yeah, the Peter In, Liberation, uh, the PLO, the Peter Liberation Organization. <laughs> Yeah, this was this kind of took me by surprise. Someone posted I did someone post this on on the subreddit. I can't I can't remember like where I even saw this. I th- I think it was on the subreddit, but I couldn't find it when I went back to it. But in April 2003, Peter Steele gave an interview 
and uh, I got that right here. It was to a it was to a Dutch online magazine called Pit Father, <laughs> which is so it just sounds like a homoerotic, hard, yeah, definitely like slash hardcore <laughs> magazine. It's for guys who are fetishists of the game Pitfall for Atari. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but yeah, so I mean, 2003. This would have been Life Is Killing Me era, obviously. But this, I found this, and I just I had to to bring this up on the show because it it really took me by surprise. Peter Steele, critic of Israel, he was speaking to the Dutch online magazine Pitfather, and he said, "I'm very proud of Germany and France for staying out of the war in Iraq. Even like more fascinating is that." This is the first time in many years that Germany and France agree so much. I think it has something to do with their economy. But to get back at the war in Iraq, I do not think the USA should be there, and I do not understand why the USA feels it needs to be the world's police. That's why the World Trade Center came down, because we support Israel. Say that back home and people say, anti-Semite. Just because I do not agree with the Israeli government doesn't mean I do not like the Jewish people. This one, the one has got. I mean, obviously, he has fucking Josh and his band with him. I like him saying, "Look, because I say that, it doesn't mean I don't like them. Because I say that, I don't like them because I'm Polish." You know. So what I think happened here, I think this was originally printed in in this Dutch magazine, and then it was translated back into English. I think. Oh, okay. Because I I read this on Blabbermouth.net, but um, he continues. The one's got nothing to do with the other. My point is that when we stick our noses in world business, then the World Trade Center comes down. I found it interesting that we don't walk into Cuba or North Korea. It's because of the oil, that's all. I always think, who the fuck are we to go into these Middle Eastern countries and go like, hey, we have to save you from yourselves. All the people in Iraq are happy now, but it's the same thing that happened when the Germans marched into the Ukraine 63 years ago. (laughs) First, they were happy because they hated the Russians, but a year later, they were all dead or prisoners or something. Let's see how the Iraqi people feel in a year, because they'll live in an occupied country. The Americans will not leave. Dude. He was right. Yeah. Fucking right, shit. dude. Maybe all that prophet of doom Nostradamus shit he was on was like, maybe he was he was genuinely getting visions. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, I was like, fuck, why, like. Honestly, I, th- I think I found some uh, something I agree with Peter Steele on politically. <laughs> that is really quite interesting. I was just thinking to myself about how the idea of, like, for Prophet of, of Doom, like, when he's doing his, like, incantations, the idea of them being, like, uncannily accurate. <laughs> <laughs> the first yeah. black president! And he's secretly gay! <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> Outside Peoria, <laughs> or just kind of like, but like there's like eight verses just about that, and then like one verse about Israel <laughs> at the end times. But you're like, he keeps focusing on some black guy getting blowjobs and and uh, what do you call it? And, uh, what do you call it? Um, limos. <laughs> Fucking Larry Sinclair. We yeah. should try to get him on the. We should try to get him on the show. <laughs> oh my god, I would love to hear his opinions on typo negative. <laughs> I love he that we probably had the playgirl issue. Yeah, there we go. 
what about him? How about him? Would you would, would you think you could with him? <laughs> page six. Page page six. If you're yelling at him. I mean, speaking of Israel, yeah. the next song is "The Prophet of Doom." typo songs i remember i remember hearing this because i was you know listening to metal at this time i remember seeing this on metal blogs when they released this as a single and i just i didn't get it at all Mm -mm. you know i was it was not what i was interested in at the time but holy shit i wish i would have fucking gotten into it because then i might have been able to like go see them when they played live right for those final tours Fuck. But I was too fucking narrow-minded. I was like, this is an ISIS. <laughs> like, basically, like... Um, Peter predicted but, that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, you get another big, heavy intro. This one's, like, extra apocalyptic sounding. I love that. Goodbye, cruel world <laughs> i was laughing because right when he does that do you notice that riff does that down 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 and i yeah. always think it's gonna go into summer breeze <laughs> down 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 hey, yeah wow i never th- i never yeah. and then the, even the song even has the ooh ah yeah <laughs> coming in which <laughs> yeah. i always picture peter a single-handedly rowing a giant oar down the river sticks himself <laughs> <laughs> in a big cloak. That's awesome. <laughs> that should have been the video. It's just him. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Then it when once that part cuts out, you get that like mid tempo riff that comes in. And there's and the- I just I, I fucking love that riff so much. Yeah. It it does like harken back to slow, deep, and hard. Yeah, it really does. It has that feel, um, and my head starts a banging. I was gonna say uh, before we get to that, when he's still doing his like big incantations and he's you know doing yeah. all these things. What's kind of funny is is hearing Peter obviously referencing various types of literature he'd been reading, and he clearly uh, is reciting um, from what do you call it, uh, Left Behind, <laughs> the Left Behind book series. <laughs> it's just Peter just like. <laughs> Just giving recaps of what happened in each book. <laughs> <laughs> and plan 21. 
from the UN. <laughs> that would just be funny to hear Peter pronounce the villain's name from the Left Behind series. It would be so funny just because it's the dumbest name I ever heard for a villain, which was Nikolai Carpathia. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, is he like the UN Secretary yes. General? It's like, oh come on, you can't you can't have a guy with that name in that position. I like that's, that a, that's all bad. I like that his name may as well have been Vladimir Romania. Like it's just like the <laughs> yeah. shittiest fucking name. Yeah. Nikolai Vigo the Carpathian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> this is the shittiest thing, but yeah, it all feels like he's doing um He's doing his own, like, end times prophecies, and he delivers it convincingly. Musically, it's so heavy in these parts. Like, it's slow and so sludgy. And then every time he finishes one, you get that, oh, like, kind of coming in. Oh, oh, do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah, it's fucking great, but you're right. And when I'm hearing this, I'm looking at myself like this going, single. This was a single. Why not dead again? Why not dead again? Well, I have another choice for single later, but uh, it's funny, right? But then you get that other riff, you know, with the yeah, 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 yeah the yeah. prophet, and I'm like, oh, and it get and you get the first chug of the album, the yeah, yeah, oh yeah, the heavy chugging, yeah, which reminds me of the best way to put it, yeah, and I'm like, oh, kind of bringing us back to like Black Number One era, like Bloody Kisses is when I think of the chug. I think of the Bloody Kisses songs, like because the main singles all had the chug in it. Yeah, um, yeah, I was. The lyrics here are 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 pretty interesting. I was looking to these, so it's like, yeah. He's basically he's prophesizing the end of the world. I guess I don't even remember this. I or I vaguely remember it, but obviously Peter was way more tuned into this than I was. But there was like an a, this big asteroid that they named like Apophis, and <laughs> astronomers were astronomers were predicting that it could possibly collide with the Earth on Friday the thirteenth, April in April twenty twenty nine. The thirteenth of April, and it would be a Friday. I so that's ho- why I he's hope like, that happens. It's a, fr- it's a Friday thirteenth. Of course, you won't live to see noon. <laughs> that makes sense now. <laughs> but um, unfortunately, it's no longer predicted. It was ruled out. But in twenty twenty one, they're like, wait, wait, it could maybe happen in twenty sixty eight. You never know. But I mean, since then, they've been like, wait, no, it went off course. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> like, you'll be paying rent forever. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately. Because <laughs> yeah. everyone who's like wishing for it is probably somebody who like doesn't have a lot to go on or like I don't have to think about retirement, you know? Like Right. Cool. Yeah. We'll yeah. all go together. <laughs> it is kind of funny because I was laughing at the whole uh like the different various things in here and uh I was laughing at the idea of the the, the chug riff kind of sounding like black number one, but I was just thinking like the chorus of if it was just updated like that with his Israel line, it would be six, 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 six pointed star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an that's an interesting lyric. Like he's like he's he's he references the pentagram and then the star of David. <laughs> they rule us six, six, six. <laughs> yeah. Is he saying Israel is satanic? And if not, why isn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I I really love that droning, like the tambora. 
in like yeah yeah and like the quiet part um this is this is definitely like this is definitely in my top 10 typo songs oh wow it has it has been for a while i don't think it's gonna move i just i love that the way it moves from that massive heavy riff and i'm i know they do that all the time but i feel like this is one of the best ones they've they've done like it's one of their heaviest songs. I actually, there, there's about five or six things that are super unique to this song. That I really do enjoy. I do like when we get to the, was it Tambor you said? Or I, was, I was thinking sitar for some reason. Yeah. But like that. You know, when you, when, yeah, when, when, I when, looked when, it up. When, I had to look it up because oh, okay. I thought it was a sitar too, but apparently it's a tambor. That makes sense because it's not being played. It's just more of a drone, right? So basically when, it, when the song goes George Harrison mode is what I call it when you do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you get the great, one of my favorite lines to fun sing along to, which is my soul's on fire. Yeah. Yeah. I love that part so much. It like it like gives me chills. It's like especially like the there's like a a live video. I I want to say it's like at Wacken Fest and Peter kind of look he definitely looks rough. Mm-hmm. But when he like delivers that line like you he like he gives it like 110% and he just like bellows it out super loud and it's like it sounds better than on the album. On the album I feel like he they kind of gave him the Aussie treatment where it sounds like five <laughs> sounds like five Peters stacked on top of each other singing. Well, it, it was probably it could have been we could eventually one day we could make that happen. We could have a, a, a Peter Tabernacle Choir. Yeah, I would love to get them all to come out together. Like we reveal them by having just one covering. I want to know what love is, and then they all come yeah. out for the choir part. Yeah. and that's how we reveal they exist. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, they've all been mostly nonverbal. So yeah, for some reason, it's just a lot of a lot of a lot of moans and grunts and just like gurgling type sounds. That's mostly the ones who don't have like fully formed lungs. Yeah, like we're trying, we're trying though, but we're getting closer every day. I mean, granted, there's a setback, but we promise you'll you will see him again. Yeah. Um, please donate to the Pot is Killing Me Foundation Fund so we can uh, really get get our Peters back up and running. But um, <laughs> do, do you have anything else? For yeah, that, I'm trying to think here. Let's see. Oh yeah, we get that breakdown. There's like a, it gets a heavy breakdown again, and then we get the tambora back. And when we do, we have this really cool Kenny solo, but it sounds pushed back in the mix, and it basically just stays there. This boom right and it's just like and it's just but it's in the background and it just stays there until the song kind of just gently fades out which is very strange for them they always like go a hard cut or a dramatic end and that one just kind of does this really cool fade and and kenny's playing all over the place on it and it sounds really cool i yeah i love i love that like that i feel like uh these three things kind of Almost like has like a similar feel like both these songs like yeah it's like it's a new type of sound and feel that they introduce to it like you said it's like a progier kind of thing that they're doing i would have loved if they had just had at least two more records they could have broke up and went on their way in peace after that i i wouldn't mind never <laughs> never tour again whatever i i don't you know, I, obviously, it's just for the sect. As long as they'd all be healthy and Peter still be here too, that would have been the best. But like, uh, it would have been so cool to have heard what would have come next. 
yeah it, it, it's kind of like the like when you hear the like it reminds me of when you would hear Jimi hendrix and that song like machine gun when you heard band of gypsies the lot but it's only exists in live form and you're like whoa where the hell was he going it almost felt like he was predicting like um funkadelic before like like before maggot brain oh really yeah like wow. you're like whoa because he had a whole different band right and then he dies so you're like shit because if he was maybe of all the people who died prematurely, the one who you think the most what ifs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, like, uh, like who, like, who was it who killed him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, M- let me tell you something. MI5? Well, CIA? Could be a star both? with six sides. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just going to say, so this is the single. How fucking long was the single? Two minutes? Because I feel like two-thirds of this is weird sludge or weird, like, tambora parts. Where was yeah. the radio part for this? Except- I, had, I, I read a quote from Peter about that, actually. Let me, let me pull that up, because I was... <laughs> I was just like, it's... I mean, I get it. It's like a really catchy riff. That, like, driving rhythm, the chugging, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, stuff. that part is great, but... But, but just, chop, like chopping it up and you know like we talked about in the last episode that best of compilation that is the entire like the entire like 12 minute gravitational <laughs> constant or whatever oh, uh, uh, no it has the, it, oh, no, the it was, coping with the it, yeah coping yeah okay yeah it was like coping um <laughs> with, the unnecessary, with the unnecessarily long song title it would be funny if it had just the entire te- if 10 minutes was dedicated to just all the live banter parts of origin of the feces as well <laughs> but and, and then just didn't have christian woman <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah like we said you get that that entire song right up front and then the neutered single versions of like every other song on the album but yeah, Peter talked about this about Prophet of Doom being made into a single. And he said it always se- it always seems to happen that most of our longer songs become the single. We have to slice and dice, cut and paste, and it's like rewriting the song after it's done. And as a songwriter, it's like having a baby and watching it get cut in half. <laughs> But you can't just sit back and bitch about it because that's going to get you nowhere. You have to find a creative way of turning pain into profits. <laughs> I mean, that's what I do if someone cut if someone was going to cut my baby in half, I'd find a way to profit off of that. I'd be like, "You know what? Just just cut the ugliest parts off, okay?" <laughs> I'd be like, "Someone film someone uh, you know, put this in a doggy bag and send it to Hillary Clinton and Huma Abedin." I was like, "You know what? Don't cut it in half. Just <laughs> Just put some super heat fans on it, let it dehydrate, and we'll give it to Mexico, and they'll say it's an alien. (laughs) When life life gives you lemons, you sell children (laughs) to the deep state. (laughs) Oh, Um, shit. But no, this song was great. Like, 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 so far, we've got three winners right here. So next up we have September Sun, which is to me and- September fun. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I love this song. September Sun, I would have run then had I known the cost. What's on the race? Turn your 
This one's up there with Green Man with their for their best ballads. Like it's oh, just gorgeous, di- anthemic, sentimental. Um, this it's kind of funny. Like this is like Josh's big moment on the record. I feel like, but he apparently doesn't really like this song at all. Is it because the opening piano sounds like "Home Sweet Home" by Motley Crue? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know I'm a dreamer. <laughs> no, appar- apparently he just doesn't like the soft songs. Like he's what not the into the hell. Ballads, That's like the thing you seem funny, shine but- the most on. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. So I found an interview with a uh, metal the website Metal Sucks from 2011. It was like a, a year after Peter died. They didn't. They interviewed some of the band members, but the interviewer said like that they that they thought September Sun seemed like that was like. One of the, you know, the peak steel silver, yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> compositions. And Josh said, to be honest with you, September Sun isn't one of my favorites. <laughs> I know why you would say that because it's more of a keyboard oriented song, but songs like these three things that was my favorite song from the record. And Lyrically. the interviewer, <laughs> the interview. <laughs> Yeah, Josh especially appreciated that one. Um, but the the interviewer just asked him why, and he said, I don't know, it had guts, it had balls, I was never into the ballads, songs like Everything Dies, September Sun, I'm not a ballad guy, I think I'm just a frustrated guitar player. Oh, that's funny, that's interesting. So... Yeah. So now we can't, it, now we can't be funny. like, well, here comes Josh, you know, it's like, no, that's not fair to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, fuck, I love that piano, and I love, like... It, this feels, you're right when you said Green Man, because I, I wrote for my notes that it's, this is this feels like uh, returning to October Rust-style balladry. Um, there's no... And this is the first song in the whole record to not have a big doom, like a minute-long doom opener. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's probably the most Josh, Josh-centric song on the whole record. Um, I like, not, not so much when he's doing, like, his, but I like when he comes in loud. Peter does mm-hmm. the drums come in with him and all that um and he's saying somebody's name I think somewhere in there uh <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're- I and you know people are saying a lot of things about Elizabeth giving the show money and us having some kind of agreement with her we we can't really talk about that right now our our legal team has told us not to talk about it at the moment but for everyone who's pestering us you will like you'll find out what's up it's it's not as it's not as fucked up as it sounds okay like anyway go ahead sorry Joe. Uh, uh, don't worry like, like the truth will be revealed but um <laughs> i was gonna say uh it's kind of funny because it it doesn't take about a minute in you basically get the full sound right because first it's piano and peter's voice then you get the first big thing of the drums feeling. 
And from that point on, everything is in full sound. Um, and to yeah. me, that's what I like the song the most. Uh, it's kind of funny. That it's called September Sun. So I'm like, is this like a ballad supposed to be like a cousin to like November Rain? <laughs> <laughs> I never made that connection. I don't know why, because I'm thinking like the piano opener, and there's even like a little it's like there's little bits of that here and there, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like I only thought of that today, right now. September sun, (laughs) right inside the spot. You need a little time. Axel screeching. (laughs) Holy shit, that would be fucking amazing. You know what's funny? They both have a Beatles esque flourish at the end. Because they the, do. And November Rain I, has that, you need all sometimes. And they kind of like jet that they do yeah. the kind of like uh, yeah. ending of uh, <laughs> I am the walrus chant style thing in there. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but uh, yeah, there's a bit of that. Um, <laughs> the chorus refrain at the three minute mark, we get like, I like the second section. Uh, th- this is one of those songs where I like each section next one better than the last one each time. Cause then we get to the, the like the leave her alone. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, I <laughs> love that. I love that. Like Peter's clean bass. Like he's yes. just like it's like basically just Peter's clean bass. It's all super quiet. Um, again, having an actual drummer helps here because Johnny plays super like soft and mm-hmm. quiet, which you wouldn't. It would be hard to replicate with like a drum machine. <laughs> it's all super with, mixed, like, too loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's all like a very it sounds like an 808 from like a new jack swing song where like half the drums sound like cans don't you know yeah <laughs> i was just thinking like the suspended in dusk drums <laughs> like the super echoey leave her alone it's like all super quiet it's these big weird <laughs> echo drums yeah. Yeah. they're just way too yeah. loud <laughs> no you're right though see that that is another thing where like it allows a lot more flexibility and stuff too within the music and um yeah and, and yeah the, the plane being yep. more organic really helps but yeah i love the leave her alone section i always like that they do like a leave her alone i said leave her yeah alone and then everything comes yeah. up doom, doom, do, do. <laughs> yeah. yeah every single time and then time it goes it back go- then and then it then- goes back down yeah and then it comes back up and then and you get like the the solo and stuff and then you get the then you get what i call the the first of many um mm. waiting for the worms moments into the into the album which is the big martial drum the boat where he's like singing in yeah that like the what is it fucking vin vinlandish or whatever yeah. like his made-up language okay so he's officially a dork sure. right peter might have been fucking neuroatypical honestly <laughs> so like from from his watching like the the jerry springer interview just watching him in interviews the way he's so like oh he's really blunt you know he's just like he's blunt that type of thing it's <laughs> your like, glasses are too small maybe? <laughs> he just like says weird <laughs> shit to people <laughs> like he can't control himself yeah, I don't think he was no. maybe that far on the spectrum, but I do wonder if he was like because he was this like misunderstood guy, you know, every he seems like really like scary and intimidating, but everyone seems to say that he was like like actually like super sweet and everything, but <laughs> I could see him be, I could see him maybe being somewhere on the spectrum. I I I've, I've been <laughs> laughing at now cuz speaking of which, which then because there's a few different songs, at least three I could think of on this record that go into, like I said, I call it Waiting for the Worms because that's the main song I think of. I'm like, oh yeah, Hammers can march to this, you know? Like, 
you know, has like a <laughs> like a martial drum, like a military parade feel. Yeah, um, and that's Pink and, Floyd. Yeah, and, the new one. It's from the wall, I think, right? Yes. From the wall. Uh huh. Oh yeah. And what makes it kind of uh, funny to me is it comes up a few more times, and each time I'm like, now it's feeling too much. Like on later songs, it feels too much. Like he got really into like Falooza, like the marching band guy from like the 1900s. <laughs> like Peter was listening to a lot of marching band music, and he's like, "We're gonna do this." I've been hearing a lot of it. I think it sounds great. And everyone else has been like, "Um, yeah, we'll just try to make it yeah. sound heavy then, so that no one can tell well, we're listening to Falooza." I that's. There's no cover on this album. It's because they couldn't get the rights to John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a bonus B-side, and it's just Camp Town Races. <laughs> oh, no, it's just the entertainer. It's just a lot of Scott Joplin in there. Start playing ragtime. But um, I like the own language. The cool thing about that musically is that it makes it sound so good. Like you even get like a bit of like horn in the background behind him and everything's yeah, swelling yeah. up. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And um that's why I have a singing marching band music. But. Yeah, no, yeah. This is like this is like this song's really lush. Like this could maybe be on October Rust with like yes. how much like because Josh adds so many like synth layers and stuff. There's a lot of like little things going off in the background that you can pick up. On headphones. Especially. Yes. Yeah. This is like, well, they've always been such a good headphone band, but, um, this is, this is, I think this is like their, their most well-produced album. Like, like there's a lot of separation between the instruments I was noticing, especially like I noticed when I got the vinyl for this, I was like, wow, this vinyl sounds like a lot better than like this, the streaming. Like it just, it sounds there's a lot of separation between the guitar and bass. Like there's on the older stuff, like there's a lot of crossover between the guitar and bass. Cause Peter has that high end bass tone. It's kind of fuzzed out with this one. You can really pick it apart. Even when they're both going off, it's like even on, you know, like yeah. Kind of shitty Bluetooth headphones. <laughs> it is kind of funny. Cause I said the comparison to waiting for the worms doesn't even end at the Marshall band music. It continues with Roger Waters and Peter both doing the same thing, which is having incomprehensible yelling in the case of both of them sounding like it's through a megaphone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, like, like both of them are doing that. And I think the difference is I think Roger is just saying a bunch of weird shit in a Scottish accent that I can't understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and Peter has a fully made up language just so they can both try to match sounding nuts. <laughs> Yeah, this this felt like their most Pink Floydish album to me for sure. Oh yeah, basically this part of the song feels like Peter could be riding some mythical monster, like leading an orc army in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just see him making war paint, like riding on some weird kind of creature that I wouldn't know the name of, like a Balrog or something, <laughs> like a giant hammer in his hand. You know, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> and, and that would be like an orc language he's shouting. You know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but um, um, we get a like a, a little funny little small solo there that comes in, and uh, then we get to the last segment of the song, which is officially my favorite part of the song, potentially of the album. I don't know yet, but definitely of of the of this song. Yeah, which is with I, the Kenny part when he's singing and all that. Yeah, I. It's so fucking like, and the instrumentation here is just it. 
again, it's like they they're so good at like these like soaring anthemic things. Um, I I don't have too many notes for this. I I ran out of notes for this song, but I mean, just going off the top of my head, it's like this. Yeah, I mean, I I would agree. This is my favorite part of the song. The way it all builds to this mm-hmm. and Kenny like. What what is he saying? Like me, 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 me. I something? know why, and it's funny. I know why. I, but like, the way he yeah. sings that, I kind of always imagine how cool it would be in my mind. This might be one of the few times I could hear someone covering them sounding good, and I would imagine Allison Chain singing that part, like Jerry and yeah. Lane doing that. I could hear that sounding really cool. <laughs> yeah, I could hear like that. like like vocally. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm not. It's like. We're, I was texting you about this earlier. It's like, I've heard like a few typo negative covers and it's like, even bands I like, like Paul Bear, their cover of Love You to Death, it just, it's, they just don't have what it takes to cover typo negative. You need, first of all, you need keyboards. You need keyboards. Yes. You can't do typo negative without, without synth. You can't. You can't play those notes on guitar no matter how many effects you're using. You need that piano, like the digital piano. (laughs) Look, you want to build the perfect beast to play that song, you're going to need some silver. And they're trying to do it without any. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's... They were they're such a like a, a really special band for sure. <laughs> like, and it's funny to not like the ballads, but what's funny to me is that I feel like if anything, those are the areas where I think their uniqueness truly shows the most. Because def- that yeah, is I where agree. no like anyone who covers them, it it will always come up short. I could hear a band covering "I Don't Want to Be Me" and getting most of the way there. Right. Yeah. But nobody's yeah. gonna get all the way there with "Love You to Death." Nobody yep. is like, like, and if you do, it yeah. has to be someone all with entirely outside of that genre. You'd have to, get, yeah, it would have to be a completely different take on it, like deconstructed, or to be like you know, a Devo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like their their satisfaction cover. Yeah. <laughs> I want to love you <laughs> to death, to death. Yeah. <laughs> I want to love you <laughs> to death, you know, to death. Yeah, it's just like that. <laughs> <laughs> to the tune of Jocko Homo, but it's just them singing yeah. like Black Number One, you know? Doot, 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 doot. <laughs> that wonderful album that looks like it has Matt Taibbi on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm still, la- I'm still laughing about Richard Patrick looking like Glenn Greenwald. <laughs> Listen to Butt Like a Whole Part 2 to hear that one. Oh my god, <laughs> That was one of those that when it said it, I was I was almost angry that I didn't think of that. Yeah. Like, a, oh, my God, I can't believe that. <laughs> oh, fuck. Let's see here. Um, Who else do we got? Yeah, I honestly, I think that is like what you're right. Like, it feels like they have many songs that do this. Like, they have the big triumph feeling. And this is definitely one of the best ones to do that. Um, You go out on. To me, that goes out on a high note. All right, that was Dead Again Part 2. Sorry for the abrupt ending there, but don't fret, because Part 3 will be out in about a week. 
Uh, it's already in the can, so no delays foreseen here. Speaking of delays, sorry for all the ones we've been experiencing recently. We're hoping to ramp up our recording schedule and start releasing episodes with more regularity and a bit more frequently as well. So uh, stay tuned for that. But thanks again for listening. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe, follow, tell your friends about us. Uh, send us an encouraging note on the social media. I don't know. Anyway, we'll just see you back in a week.